Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. A new quarter brings new goals, but what about your skincare goals? Small, easy changes in your routine can have amazing results, and your secret weapon should be Dime Beauty. Dime Beauty is clean, high-end skincare that is affordable, and it really works. Dime didn't sacrifice performance just to make it clean, either. And when I say clean, Dime is 100% transparent about every single ingredient, so you can use their products daily with confidence. I have been using Dime Beauty's TBT Cream and their Dewy Daily Cream. TBT Cream is a retinol alternative that I put on at night before I go to bed, and it's actually been making my skin look glowy and snatched if i do say so myself i've noticed that and i think our listeners have noticed too because i've been picking up on a bunch of tiktok comments that have been like you're glowing recently so hats off to dime no one has time to remember the order of a 10-step skincare routine the work system from dime beauty has everything you need in one powerful package it includes a gentle cleanser a toner two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. Plus, my favorite, Dime's TBT cream is finally back in stock. Check that out while you're there. Dime has over 2 million happy customers, and their product reviews are literally all five stars. This year, love your skin again. Go to dimebeautyco.com now and unlock your discount. That's dimebeautyco.com. Hey! Hey, let me be your... Beverly Hills. <laughs> oh my God, I'm so glad we're done. <laughs> Rock of love. <laughs> the real icing on the cake was a patron commented on the most recent Rock of Love post. And they were like waiting for Lara and Carrie to learn that Kelsey was told by producers to say that Nathaniel comment to Natasha. Really? And then when Natasha pushed her, she cracked her skull, had brain damage and had to like relearn to talk. Are you serious? And I'm like, well, that's going out with quite a bang, actually. Oh, my God. Yeah, so well, that's sad. I'm sorry. That's what you get when you're transphobic. Totally. But also, but also like, like, you don't deserve that, to be clear. But Well, like, but the 
the way they kind of just like swept that under the rug on the on the episode i think everyone was like so horrified and like it was such a she got incredibly injured like she had to learn how to talk again yeah they usually let those fights play out for a really long time and like kind like a Jerry Springer yeah. style, but they did not Springer this fight. They swooped oh my her God. up and like got her the fuck out. Damn. She had to like, it was like the movie Awakenings with yeah. Robert De Niro. She had to like. It was like million dollar baby, but only like a quarter of million dollar baby. But also million dollar baby never lost her wits. True. Just, just her bodily functions. Yeah. Oh my God. And did Natasha ever face, like, legal ramifications for that? Because that's, like, you could get... Heavily sued? Or, I like, don't know. go to jail. I would think Maybe not that... go to jail. She's also Canadian, so she could be... Yeah. <laughs> also, she's making, like, so much money. I'm sure she could just be, like... Here, I'll pay for your... Whatever. Holy shit. Isn't that sad? Well, the show should pay for it, because they... Yeah, I they, mean, they should be liable. They started it. And mm-hmm. they also didn't... And they also set up a situation where it's like known that women are going to fight. But also physically, they set it up where like the women were basically like their Um, their little tables were their alfresco seating was on the edge of a steep. Yeah, they have like elevated. Yeah, it was like like, the aggro crack. (laughs) It was. They were on the aggro. They were on the literal aggro crack. Remember that show? God, I loved that show. It was so good. That guy, what was his name? Mike. Mike, who then is like an actor, or yeah. was like on Glee for a long time and was on other shows. I loved him on other shows. But agri- and then that British woman was like, "That's what made it really legit." She was like, "The agro crag is an eighty-foot platform, you know, <laughs> with with its own weather systems on each level, a new climate, and it's like snow, which is just confetti and like silver paper, like blowing at you, mm-hmm. and then like heat." blast of heat and then just falling machine. rock and a fog machine like a styrofoam falling styrofoam i wish i had like gone and been in the audience for that show because that was such a fucking incredible what was it called oh my god what was it called i'm sure like readers are screaming at yeah. us hey readers <laughs> readers what was it called um was it just called the aggro nickelodeon crowd? guts global guts global guts and oh, it was yeah. only on for three years really it felt like it was on during most of my formative i guess that's like the three years that i was hardcore watching nickelodeon mike o'malley and moira mo quirk she played the referee remember when you won guts you got a piece of the aggro crag yeah and then you got to the the top three because it was from all over the country all over the world and Mm -hmm. the top three kids ran around with their flag and whenever it was in america it always felt kind of bittersweet it was our Olympics. I always wanted to be on What Would You Do? Because I loved like the pie, like the pie coaster. Figure it out with Summer Sanders. Was that? That was. Were you a little old for that? I think so. Because I was like even, I was even old for that, I think. I liked, what, what, what would you do? I don't really remember what, that. What, 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 you, 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 what would you do? And then it was just like you would always have to make decisions, and then somehow there was like a pie in the face. I don't remember <laughs> what would you do. I remember uh, that was with Mark Somers. Oh well, I remember uh, Double Dare, mm-hmm. where you like 
climb through a nose and there were like slime boogers. Oh yeah, I didn't disgusting. like that. I don't want any like yeah. booger humor. Um I also remember Roundhouse. Oh yeah. That was like an that was sort of like an SNL for all you Gen Z listeners. That was like pre all that. I didn't like Roundhouse that oh, much. I did. Round, round house, round house. I liked all that. I was at all that head. Me like too. so inspired by all that. Keenan and Kel. Keenan and Kel and that Lori girl. Lori Beth Denberg. Lori Beth Denberg was Vital facts hilarious. with Lori Beth Denberg. Yeah. It was like fucking like bleak avant-garde humor. That show was a he- like truly it was. true Amanda Bynes. humor. Uh, that that's when I got peak. a little bit older, like was when Amanda Bynes came in, but I still appreciated her. Ask Ashley. Yeah, but my like, but Good Burger was oh pinnacle, pinnacle comedy, comedy at its finest. The movies are incredible. Keenan and Kel were so good together, mm-hmm. and it's interesting because I feel like Kel was like touted as like the comic, the real comic of the two, and then Keenan actually became like the long, the Lawler, the true yeah. Lawler, mm-hmm. and now he's SNL like vet. That was so crazy when he became an SNL cast member. Yeah, it he felt was already... right because I was like, you've done this for yeah. years. But to me, he was already so famous because I grew up with him. He cut his teeth basically doing yeah. kid SNL. And then when he was on SNL, it was like, it felt right. But it was also like, oh, this is like, I like revere Keenan. So it's, it, it was, to me, it was almost like, wow, why are you doing, like, you don't need SNL. Like, you're, you're above this. But then he was great. Mm-hmm. And now he has his own show on NBC. Love that for him. Um. Oh, I wanted to someone going back to the Chrissy Teigen of it all that we talked about. Well, the theater continues <laughs> because literally, as this episode was getting edited, then I checked the Daily Mail for like the first time in ages, and then saw all this like Michael Costello yeah, now so- has been outed as like some problematic figure, and he's done fucked up shit. And then yeah, it was like Chrissy Teigen wants to get an Oprah interview and like set the record straight. And I was like, this is no truly, one, truly no one is good. So Mike Costello is apparently he's also like guilty of actually saying racist shit. And people like Leona Lewis have chimed in saying that like he was. He like wouldn't make clothes for her because she wasn't sample size. Yeah. So I think he's, I don't think he's innocent. So I think. I mean, everyone's a piece of shit. And really like. Anytime someone is. Yeah. You can't. You really can't like lob accusations. If online unless you know you're clean but even when i mean it Look, just always it's funny because it's like it opens up a portal for then like you just everyone falls down the black hole yeah and like getting as sanctimonious as he did kind of about it it was just like you're a, digging it was your horizon. Own grave, and, and yeah. i have to admit like i think part of it i had blinders on because i'm like I was just so like down on Chrissy Teigen and horrified that like I just took his word at face value. So like that's probably not good of me and I didn't do enough research, but he has a history of allegedly being racist and alienating like women of color that he's worked with and I am a hugely on a Lewis head, so I was very upset to hear that he came for a queen of mine. Well, so. it sucks like so apologies to Leona Lewis. The next chapter is like someone then comes out and is like, Leona Lewis did this to me. And it just like, yeah. it's that is the cycle of 
Lena entertainment Lewis. now, but she's pretty like she's great. Yeah, remember when she got attacked? Oh my god, yeah. Some she was doing was like she a, an American Idol. Is that how she came to be? I think she was like British X Factor or something. She had that okay. song. I keep bleeding. I keep keep bleeding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But she had that horrific thing happen where she was at some fan signing and some dude just came up and punched her in the face and like assaulted her. I hate like that. square like fucking pig man just came up and like like she's been through it and she should be bigger here mm-hmm. anyway so no it sucks like also i was just thinking about the very few times that i've been able to like either borrow clothes from like a designer or have been wow. in a photo shoot like literally i'm talking like three times or whatever or been in a photo shoot. Wanna know how many times I've someday. Zero. Zed. Shower us with clothes, please. Please. Someone also, send me and Laura clothes. It's really bittersweet because like I had a friend that worked for like a big designer or whatever, and I could borrow stuff for events. And this was like around the time I was doing white girl problem shit. And everything was sample size. Like you yeah. can't Unless you're a size zero or two, you're pretty shit out of luck. So I would get stuff that I'd basically squeeze into and like pray that no one would realize that it's like tight around the arms. And then it's fucked up. I did a photo shoot for like the Hollywood Reporter way back in the day. Um, What's that publication called? um, The Hollywood Reporter. That's right. Mm -hmm. And all the clothes on set were also basically sample size. And I had to like squeeze myself into some like Marquesa um, garb. (laughs) And it was just really uncomfortable because in those situations, you just feel like a fucking fat ass. And like, and also they're like, they're probably like, Ooh, like, and then you have to hear them be like, maybe we have to do something bigger. Yeah. Or then like, why don't you try this? Like you can't, it sucks. Like when you see clothes that you want to wear, but then you can't fit into them. And so oh, then yeah. you're in a dress that you don't feel like is a representation yeah. of you and your own style. And then you're just like, then you have to do a photo shoot where you pretend like that you're having to like project confidence and like glamour. But yeah. You don't feel like that. And also it's like, I'm not fat. I'm a size eight. Like that's like a totally normal mid-sized body. So it's just like, it's they, hard out there. They'll call anyone the fat world. who's not like a size zero yeah, or size. Like, you know what I mean? It's like ridiculous. Like, and I'm not like, I, even me going into like a store that like caters to like gay men or like, like it's all very, a lot of the clothes are like J crew even like mm-hmm. the clothes are just, I'm like, I can't fit into this. Slim. And like I feel like a fucking giant, and it's like I feel like I'm like tall girl that Netflix movie. I'm always running into like a tall girl scenario. I went to vintage like. Um, J Expo. Crew is a no, by the way. J Crew is no, no, no. Yeah. Uh, but I went to like this vintage Expo yeah. event that like happens sometimes in the valley where all these vendors will like sell their. Mm-hmm vintage clothes oh that's cool and it's really cool it's called a current affair or like pickwick guard yeah it's awesome yeah i'll invite you next time um and it's outdoors and i mean you buy tickets no one has to invite you but i looking around i'm literally like what doll is buying these clothes like most of them i just can't even like 
it's like truly for like a petite woman from the 40s or something. <laughs> it's a ghost. I was literally like, it's for what a ghost, ghost child post-World War II ghost. Yeah, but then miraculously, there was this guy from Chicago that was there who had bought from an estate sale like this dead rich woman, like half of her closet. And guess what? Beyond she and I, same body, exact same you have body. some of her clothes up there? I have some of her clothes. I bought a Calvin Klein collection. Did you say yes. Huh? I might, but I feel like we are spirit sisters. I like she everything. Was like, she it was meant for you. It was meant for me. Half the stuff he was like, she didn't even like half the stuff has tags on it. Yeah. She just had houses everywhere full of clothes. And then randomly, like he'd give me like a pair of like Armani silk pants to try on. Also, yeah. his prices were incredible. Really? Yeah, like beyond. And he gave them, they fit the length, the waist, like that never happens. Yeah. That never happens for me. And I was just like, this is, I'm even having chills right now thinking, about it. I was like, this is a miracle. Her death was not In for naught. I was like, she, she died lived, to give you clothes. She lived and died so that I could then wear her clothes. I love that. Yeah. I, I've had a lot of luck at Crossroads. Mm-hmm. I know that's like basic. Like, no, I but mean, it's that's like, I, yeah, there's, I mean, there's, there's vintage and used clothes like can be really great. And I, I sure as hell go right to it. So I love it. I love it. Yeah. But, um, anyway, going back to the, yes, everyone's Chrissy a Te- nightmare. Chrissy Teigen is now like po- apparently poaching the Oprah network to get an interview with Oprah to like revamp her rep. We so don't need like, it. We don't need it. We don't need it to hear from her. We don't need to hear that, from Mike I Costello. I pray that Oprah know. I mean, Here's the thing. If it happened, I would hate watch it and yeah. like consume it voraciously. I would love to watch Oprah take her to task. But I don't think she necessarily would. I don't think she would either. I don't I mean, I think that Chrissy actually has a lot more opportunity born out of this kind of yeah. scandal than repercussions. But I think that's just like the world we that's live the game, in nowadays. But, but in conclusion, everyone's a nightmare. If someone claim something else and you're immediately like on their side chances are you're wrong yeah so do some research and just don't assume anyone is telling. i mean i wasn't assuming anything i think I he was... did, he probably did she probably did bully him but i think he probably has done bad shit too yeah i wasn't assuming that he's like totally innocent like that he has never done anything wrong in his life and was no, just like bullied no, by chrissy t no, but like not. but he kind of phrased it to be like that yeah and he was like truly playing the like victim card hard she probably did tell him to kill himself but he probably did seems like her thing was telling people to kill the her brand is kill yourself yeah um but on a lighter note moving away from the teagues i took a five-day break from twitter love that what and i have to learn? say really quick it felt really good mm-hmm. like it felt i was like starting to spiral last week and and then when I, I went on, because a show I wrote on, it comes out today on HBO Max, Summer Camp Island. Everyone watch it. Watch it. It's amazing. It's kid-friendly, family-friendly, but also adults can watch it on their own and not feel weird. Love that. It's great. It's a cartoon. Um, so I tweeted about it just to post it. And I kind of was just like perusing a little on the timeline. And it kind of felt like, you know, when you like feel like you're missing out on something and then you get there and like no one's really there mm-hmm. and you kind of were like oh this is it that's how i had i had this very strange 
and I think positive sensation of being like, oh, like no one's here. Yeah. Even though everyone was there. That was me with the Daily Mail where I like haven't looked for a week and a half or two weeks. And then I like downloaded it and just checked to see like what the deal was. And then I was like, oh, it's the same old losers on here. Oh, my God. All the time. It's really fast. Speaking of Daily Mail, I saw Anna DeArmas is now dating the Tinder founder. Who's that? I don't know. Some generically handsome guy. Good for her. Um. And then, do we talk about Ben Affleck and JLo making out in Malibu? Yeah, I just like can't bring myself to care about them. I'm more excited about Angelina Jolie and Johnny Lee Miller. Angelina Jolie also terrifies me to my core. I know. <laughs> I'm truly like something is awry. She gives me Mia Farrow vibes. She really <laughs> rubs me. Like, I love her. I root for her. I wish nothing but the best, but I'm also like... Something's up. Something ain't right. Well, yeah, that's that's been her theme, I think, since she came into the public eye. Something ain't right there. But it was always like sexy, voluptuous, something ain't right with a side of like humanitarianism and like danger. And like barbed wire tattoo on her arm. Yeah. And now, now, it's... now it's like something ain't right and there is maybe like disordered eating and like... Well, a lot of <laughs> anger and vitriol and like legal drama. I was watching a reality show yesterday, and there's this one part where one of the cast members rides off on an ATV, like <laughs> this girl, or like on a motorcycle, like down a wooded. And, and I went, Angelina Jolie, and <laughs> to those who wish me dead. Yeah, and then <laughs> after after those who wish me dead, I was like, something really ain't right. That was the icing <laughs> on the cake. And I was like, I no longer fuck with this person. There were so many times watching that movie where I went, she's starting. Mm-hmm. She when Angelina Jolie like started walking or when she like was drunk and she was like, get me on that cycle. Hand me the parachute. She's fucking starting. I went, she's starting. I'm in a place of get well soon with Angie. Yeah, I get that. And I'm like taking some much needed space. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also taking space from Ben and J-Lo. I've been taking space from J-Lo. She's in this one commercial that makes me laugh out loud every time I see it. It's always on during like Bravo. But it's like it's a hair commercial for like some sort of hair supplements or like mm-hmm. a line of shampoo or whatever. But she's like being in the industry for 20 years has really done a whole like has done so much damage to my hair. And then it shows her with her hair that's supposed to be professionally styled, but it looks like she was just struck by lightning. Like, her <laughs> hair was, looks so bad. She was and, Angelina into those. Yes, and dead. every time she does that, and then it cuts to her with like her weird curls, like frizzed to hell and back. I'm like, I'll say. And then she's talking about like how this, this shampoo system, like I think it's called like hers or something like that, like just fully like revamped. Oh, is it like hymns? I don't know. No, isn't hymns like for ED? Well, yeah, and hers I think is for hair. I don't know, but I was just like, "Honey, it ain't helping." Yeah, I mean, she's she has to. I think she has to try really hard to not look good. Yeah, and also I'm like, I'll never forgive her for saying she only has ever used olive oil as facial. Like that's her facial regimen. She's never gotten Botox, and she just uses olive oil on her face. I was like, you're a fucking bold-faced liar. Yeah. And no, I, don't, she's, I don't forgive that. She's totally had a ton of work. Yeah. So I'm like, taking space from her. And yeah. I'm glad that her and Ben are like 
rich people fucking again and sucking again but also i'm just like this like grow up we're in a place of like just recycle everyone's just recycling to us and i'm sick of it well then i then there was a rumor that a rod and katie holmes katie holmes is a mystery permanent mystery she was like when i was living when i moved to new york in 2012 and she and surrey moved in post tom it was like the, at least in my head, it was like the thing to spot them. Like mm-hmm. I would hear people being like, oh, I saw Katie in Surrey in Soho because they lived above a Whole Foods and they could use a back entrance elevator to get up to their penthouse. Oh, love. And I just wanted to see them so bad and I never did until I catered. That would and, be the ultimate sighting, yeah. But they were, it's crazy. Like that was like such a thing. Like that was a moment in my New York life when Katie Holmes and Surrey moved. How sad is that? It's huge. <laughs> I need her to write a tell-all book. She'll never do it. Maybe when she's in her 70s or 80s. I mean, she's not acting. Well, Tom will look exactly the same when we're all in her 80s. (laughs) Vampire king. Um, Honestly, I kind of love Tom. Oh, I look at... Okay. I think... I don't love Scientology, but I love that he's single-handedly just trying to keep the film industry alive. And he is, like, working hard. To make I, it happen. I, ha- I enjoy any movie he's in. I'm going to have fun watching it. He's good literally in every movie he's been in. He's a star. He's, like a, he's truly like maybe the last. He's one of the last actual. Matinee idols. Movie stars yeah. that we have. And he's crazy and he's deeply problematic and probably a total psycho and like yells at people. But he's I fun to he watch. I think he yells at people that deserve it. Yeah. But. He's out here throwing himself off buildings and like... He's going to space. Yeah. He's going to film a movie in space. Really? Yes. He's doing the work. They did get... He does the work. He's not... He's like, hey, but he is... I think he has a death wish. He does. He's He's tempting. He's always just walking on the edge. I want to see the new Top Gun. Same. And I'd never even seen Top Gun. Really? Yeah. Oh, you would love it. It's very homoerotic. Okay. Love that. Like Val Kilmer and Tom playing volleyball. And like basically sucking each other off. Sexy. Um, but yeah, Katie Holmes is an enigma to me. She's always booking. And it's just, it's so wild to me that she and Jamie Foxx dated for, for a long like time. Like 10 years. Yeah. And I'll bet they lolled. Oh, they were hot. Mm-hmm. Jamie Foxx is fucking hot and like just seems like a really cool guy. And I bet they like, yeah, I bet they had, like, fun together. But they were, it was very clandestine. And I think it's because Tom Cruise worked with him on that movie Collateral. And I think he wanted Jamie Foxx to be in Scientology. Mm. So I think they met each other through Tom. So that was probably, like, scary for them. Yeah, they had to be low-key. But also Tom is gay, so. Yeah. He probably is like. Suck a dick, babe. Yeah. He's, like, good. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'll set you up. <laughs> He's gay, right? He is. There's no question. Or he's bi. No, he's gay. Yeah. Hope he gets out of Scientology someday. He won't. He, they know. Also. Hope Scientology like crumbles someday. It won't, it won't. No, they own too much real estate. But also from the stuff Leah Remini said about Tom, he sounds like unhinged. Yeah. When I think asked, we're learning that everyone is unhinged and we have like 
access to people's most unhinged moments more than ever before. Anyway, so uh, go see Top Gun, pray for Katie Holmes, <laughs> and um, don't pray trust for anyone. Because I do believe the sad thing to me is like I feel like she probably has no relationship with her dad. And that's no. really sad. Well, he almost left the church for her. I mean, that's... Imagine... As someone with deep daddy issues, I really feel for her. I mean, she is also his clone. Mm-hmm. They look exactly the same. And he was going to leave the church, and then they double down on him to keep him in. And then pray for his kids with Nicole Kidman, because they sound... They're you know, Connor and Isabella. <laughs> I don't, don't even want to utter their names. I'm afraid, <laughs> no, they're going like, to come I'm to the door. They're going to just knock on the door and appear. I when, feel like they Leah have Rimini, the ability to teleport. When Leah Rimini at Tom and Katie's wedding, they were all in like a van going somewhere. And she said to Isabelle, like, where's your mom? Is she coming? Or like, how's, how's your mom doing? Mm-hmm. And she turned to her and she goes, I don't know. She's a fucking SP. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like Nicole Kidman raised children mm-hmm. for like their whole lives and now like doesn't have kids anymore yeah like she has, has kids new with, kids she has kids with keith urban but she has two whole other kids yeah that were her own that she adopted that she adopted and like raised as her own i'd be like you're pretty ungrateful for that it's just wild to me that like she doesn't talk about it Do i th- think it's probably to protect them you know how painful i'm can you she's probably like no, I. That's. Do you like, think she's like in grief over it? I'm sure. Like, how does she function? Maybe she's probably had like healing experiences after no, like totally. having a family and then having like being with her man. Yeah. Being with Keith, who's Australian. I don't know why I'm speaking in Australian. Keith. But like, I don't know. She has maybe that's part of like her brokenness that everyone kind of feels in her performances is like she's. She's tapping always into that place channeling of, yeah. grief of the loss around her first two kids. Her children were taken from her, basically. Mm-hmm. And turned against her. And turned against her, and now they act like she's dead. Like, that's probably that. the cruelest... Anyway, I don't want to get into it, because I'm afraid <laughs> of them. Yeah, Connor and Isabella, like, they have powers that we have not even yeah. begun to comprehend. Absolutely. Anyways. I'm Lara. I'm Carrie. You're listening to Sexy Unique Podcast. Podcast. Beverly Hills Angels. This episode was a kind of a it was like edging us it in really not a good was a way. Tease. 
Um, what the hell? I hate when Bravo does this. I hate, hate when the housewives, when they do this kind of shit. Also, every single episode has been to be continued. Yeah. And I'm like, you're actually not continuing anything except just showing the next episode that would happen anyways. Like, isn't life just a series of to be continued? They've maxed out their use of the title card. To, to be, be continued. continued. Yeah. They need to. That's only can be done once or twice in a season. Mm -hmm. But that's it. I would say once. Maybe once. Yeah. I think one time if it actually is going to be continued, then you can use it. This is the only time this season where it could have been appropriate. Yeah. Like this, even the Sutton Crystal fight, like that was, you didn't have to put, they just. They, they never even, that wasn't even a continued fight. It was like the editors were like, hey, we can do this thing. They just Someone just it. discovered to yeah. be continued. We and need to do it. Bravo's oh, like, this is incredible. Yeah. Um, we start out, by the way, with some like, it's election day. By the way, I'm really tired of reality shows forcing me to relive COVID and election day. Same. 2020. Like, I can't, I can't deal with that trauma. Fuck off. Like, we all lived through it. I don't want to see we it. Or even it. like, I just don't want to even I see I anyone know. living through any of it i don't want to see that but after it's, a long day at work i, I don't, don't want to see, see that, that. <laughs> but it's true um so we start out with a shot of this kind of gorgeous tracking shot of a escalate on the highway and we see erica in the back seat she looks amazing this is cinema mob wife erica in the escalade and she's just like looking out the window and you hear a voiceover and she's like of course i'm sad about this divorce what do you think I was with this man for 20 years. And then she like turns to the camera and she goes, hmm. and then it freezes on her. And then it goes three days earlier. Would you actually think you're going to get, when it does that, usually the whole episode builds up to that point and then like chaos reigns, mm -hmm. but they didn't do that. They didn't no. even show us like the scene that they promised to show no. us. They lied. It's a bunch of liars. And then like weird kind of, which I think is fake drama between Dorit and Kyle. Yeah, that was stupid. Um, it was very like A24 trailer. It was like <laughs> boom, <laughs> boom, <laughs> seeing the, the card tracking shot of the car. Mm -hmm. it, was it, was it was like the hats lodge. Hats off to the team. The lodge. The cinematographer. You yeah. nailed it. Um. So we get to election night and Kyle's hosting a election night party, which I can't think of a worse place to have to be. I know. I mean, that speaking of edging, that the election bar. was oh, her was house. I'm truly horrified every time. I can't reconcile the beauty of that house's exterior with the painfully decorated interior. Yeah. The, the front of the house is like, it looks very. It's like stately and gorgeous. And then in you get something's inside. A little, I have to say something's a little. <laughs> the exterior of the house feels a little like white supremacist vibes. I got to say. Oh, because it's like a colonial yeah, style just, just house. Kind of, the exterior is gorgeous, but it's like so immaculate and pretty that you feel like oppressed by it. Yeah, I don't. I didn't process it like that. No, I'm not. Not actually. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it has like it has this like haunted colonial vibe that like freaks me out. Like old Holly. Like yeah. it, well, it's like an old Hollywood yeah. mansion. Freaks me out. Murder. Well, the inside's haunted with Kyle's bad taste in furniture and yeah. decor. Kyle stands Kamala Harris. 
She stands. She's like, usually, she, Kyle's like, I have a rule. I don't talk about politics, but this is just too important. So Kyle's all in for Biden. I'm just like, okay. miss me with every sort of housewife know. political commentary. Like, yeah, I, don't I care. literally don't care. I'm not turning to them for. No. And I'm like, I don't think that anything negative or positive that happens is going to have any effect on you and your life and your lifestyle whatsoever. So it just holds no weight with me. Even just seeing rich people navigate, especially these women who are like legitimately rich Mm -hmm. and not just like fake rich, like other housewives franchises like New Jersey. (laughs) Um, Or not actually New Jersey has some rich people on it, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like OC or something. Seeing them navigate COVID, it's like offends me because one, they're not taking it that seriously. And two, like they will be fine. Yeah. Like when they were like. The stakes are just like low for all of them. It was so good to get away. From what? From From this house? Yeah. (laughs) From Um, your air conditioning? Yeah. Hmm. Kyle's having a red, white, and blue themed election night. Everyone has to dress patriotically. Um, Mauricio comes down. And he's like, what do you want me to do? <laughs> it's a really good Mauricio impression. And she's like, honey, you have to wear something other than this. He's like, I got camo shorts on. Isn't that enough? And she's like, no, no, you have to go change. Kyle's having a real love affair with polka dots this entire episode. She is. Mauricio is so high at he's all times. so high and so hot. He's... He's gotten better. Just gets hotter and hotter with every episode. Daddy. Um, we cut to Dorit and PK. Dorit looks like was channeling Cher Horowitz. Mm-hmm. In this, and she's like, incorporated vote barrettes in her hair, and so that's her nod to patriotism. But the rest of her outfit's like Irish. <laughs> it's always after me lucky charms. <laughs> Kyle calls her a leprechaun later. It was a leprechaun outfit. Um, Dorit, like, her style is bad. I'll say it. Yeah, she does. She's. It's all, it's always logos, which I think it's fine to do, like, some logo centric looks every once in a while. But when it's all that, it then becomes kind of cheap looking to me. Yeah, I agree with you. Even though you know it's expensive because it's like a whole Louis Vuitton head to toe. But I'm like, to quote how hard freckle, is it to get the, lo- like the logo thing borrowed from the designer? What's the freckle saying? Sometimes things that are expensive are worse. And that's true in the case of Dorit. Yeah. And her style. Um, then we do something which I f- truly get so furious about on these shows when they, there's a whole plot line or fight from something we don't see. Mm-hmm. I don't, and then they show us that clip, and you're like, "Where was this?" Yeah, why? I wanted to see this. I would have liked to see this. So apparently, Dorit and Kyle have drama because while Dorit was talking to Crystal on the private jet back from Tahoe, Kyle interrupted her, and then Dorit said, "Don't interrupt me." She got mad, and then Kyle started crying, Mm -hmm. and then Kathy goes, "Don't cry," and then (laughs) went in to hug her. And then Dorit was like, really? She was, You're crying now? Someone's crying, like Adrian Maloof. I love that. Um, yeah, so Dorit and her, as, as you said, I think it's kind of manufactured. Yeah. I don't buy into like that it's really causing such a problem in their relationship. Sutton just is this. Sutton shows up in some unhinged couture which like i'm grateful for i kind of like the i like it too the dress i like when sutton goes like little girl lost with a peter pan collar and a dress that costs 30 grand and i'm like 
I'm all in. Who is she? She was with her, the guy who runs her store. What was his name? Jordan. Jordan. Yeah. Um, by the way, I, we'll get to it later, but Sutton's store is very in fabric. Mm-hmm. It is. Um, Crystal and Rob are in their car on the way to the party, and Crystal is just reliving the terror of Sutton bringing her coat to her. Yeah. And telling Rob about it. Um, and then she, when they all arrive, I love when they're all kind of standing around, and then finally Kathy arrives, and you just see Crystal like light up from within, and she's so happy that Kathy is there. Such a relief. And I love to see it. She, Kathy, <laughs> she really sounds like Martha Stewart. Mm-hmm. It's uncanny. And her face in this moment was like, her journey in her face was extra wild in this moment. Because one of her eyes is just like, truly like, Botoxed mm-hmm. to hell. Mm-hmm. And she's just going. She walks in, hello. Hello. Hi. No, no one's here. Um, no. I just wrote, she's just divine. Yeah. She's Tony. a gorgeous woman. Tony, stop. She's so beautiful. Dorit shows up and Kyle calls her a preppy leprechaun. <laughs> Lisa Rinna arrives looking fucking wild. I'd call like the lady... cops on her if she showed up to my house looking like that. She looked like she was in delight. Yeah. She looks like, like the wig transformation with like a sparkly jumpsuit. Yeah. I just can't with that look. At one point, I think it's Kathy says, look at this presentation. <laughs> it is a presentation. Garcelle's not coming because she's at home, probably like trying to just mitigate the stress of that day as much as possible. And she's like, the last thing I need to do is be around these fucking yeah, women. Yeah, be around a bunch of like white ladies. Yeah. <laughs> um, they, and Erica's not coming for obvious reasons. Yeah. Because she's trying to mitigate like the FBI. Uh-huh taking her to task i'm cannot reiterate how freaked out i am by tom and like the flashbacks of him being like charming to the women and like yeah they were like it was only a year ago that we sat in their house and i just imagine him on the phone talking to like burn victims or people whose lives have been destroyed and like trying to convince them that he doesn't know where their money is but he's really working hard to get it for them and that mm-hmm. he's like on their side and he's a good guy. And then you cut to him like telling like this story about like old like Hollywood and like John Wayne. And, yeah. And I'm just like, you are psychopath. The devil. Yeah. Like, meanwhile, like people are burning and like crying and just like try, like want so badly to have some semblance of their lives go right. Like, they've had so much tragedy and you like laugh and drink a cocktail and like are completely unbothered by that and host like a party in your parlor yeah it just really it really fucks with me um i just wrote like don't need to see it whenever they show the husbands talking yeah i'm like stop i was fascinated by pk's observation like rob looks genuinely kind of freaked out by this whole thing like i i I appreciate when someone is just like like, not ready for reality and he really is like he's not yeah he's not like in tune with the cameras and stuff yet and like pk and Mauricio like taking the shit out of each like breaking balls and then pk goes all he does is smoke weed and talk shit about Mauricio and I was like damn yeah 
Um, then the girl, the ladies all sit outside and Crystal reveals that she lost five pounds. In Tahoe. I was like, work. And Kathy goes, well, thank you to Sutton. <laughs> and like, and you see Sutton turn and turn to her friend and she, her lips purse. She goes, she goes like, I'm not in control of someone losing any any weight. Yeah, she's like, I will not take any responsibility for someone losing five pounds. And then Crystal goes, well, actually, no, it's because I have food issues and I'm a recovering bulimic. So, and Kathy goes, oh, <laughs> well, I didn't know that. And then they all kind of talk and then Rina <laughs> goes, how long have you had this problem? Yeah. How long have you had this? You didn't tell me about it. <laughs> Give Kathy a fucking talk show. Oh. Oh. Whoa. Well, I didn't know that. Oh, no. How long have you had this problem? Yeah. <laughs> are, you, are you depressed? She goes, since I was 11. Kathy goes, what? <laughs> then they all kind of make it about them for a minute and share about their... Lisa talks about her daughter. Kyle talks about... I mean, show me a woman that doesn't have issues with their body and food. Mm -hmm. It's, I think, a small, a much larger percentage have... Show me a man. Show me anyone. Raise your fucking hands. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah, I think you. it's like 20 per I'm like Olivia Rod Rodrigo. Good for you. I think 25% of people probably have like a healthy, normal relationship. Yeah. Oh, they're going to say. No, I think 75% of people <laughs> live true. in a private hell. No, it's, it's legit. But also... I'm not going to say anything. Yeah. Never mind. I want to just say Kyle's nose job is so good. Yeah, she looks great. She looks incredible. The flashback to her other nose, like it's very subtle, but then I was like, oh, I see exactly what she means by they took 10 years off her face. It's very natural looking rhinoplasty. Such a natural, gorgeous rhinoplasty. She's so beautiful. She is. That, and they're her all shiny beautiful. hair. Everyone, yeah, I mean, everyone on the show is like incredibly but, rich. But the Richard sisters are all like, they're just like Classic they're very beauties. like yeah they're very like Hollywood girls you know mm. what I mean Kyle um, because it's out of line but, uh, she's out of line I <laughs> stroked out but Kyle confronting Dorit and giving her ultimatums of like if you want to continue this friendship don't ever talk to me like that again well okay so this is this is when I was actually just talking about this with my sister and Ky she was like, Kyle really is so smart that she's been able to like remain the top dog for, she goes even more so than like Bethany mm -hmm. and like Vicky. She's remained the top dog of the show since 2010, like 11 years of her and she somehow stays in the fold. And this was one moment where I was like, you know, the seams are showing a little. I see the wheels turning of her being like, like, because you have to ha manufacture drama with people. But I do believe that they're actually friends and she's really reaching for a moment to like. Uh, I, I agree with you, but I think there's legitimate tension. And I think Kyle was kind of. She wasn't being smart about it because she was letting the camera see it. But she, and this was her being like, I'm the top dog. You can't talk over me. I think she was like. Oh, it's kind more of about like the show than I think it was I think it was partly what you're saying about manufacturing something but I think it was also Kyle telling Dorit like don't interrupt me only I can interrupt 
It's crazy. And because Kyle doesn't even acknowledge that she or her acknowledgement of her own interrupting is a non acknowledgement because it's more of an accusation of like, I don't interrupt. You just talk too long. And then I have to interrupt because you talk for 45 minutes. And it's like, she does a favor. Yeah. In her eyes. I'd strangle someone if they said that to me. So Dorit gets understandably really annoyed and she's like, I want to go. And she goes, PK? I'd like to leave now. And he's like, oh, can we, you need to leave immediately? And she goes, immediately or as soon as possible. And he goes to Mauricio, he goes, well, that's my, that's my cue. <laughs> I got, I love Dorit and PK, like getting in the car and bickering. Yeah. He's like, we didn't even get to eat the food. Like she goes, PK, you had a burger. A cheeseburger before we left. cheeseburger right before we left. A new quarter brings new goals, but what about your skincare goals? Small, easy changes in your routine can have amazing results, and your secret weapon should be Dime Beauty. Dime Beauty is clean, high-end skincare that is affordable, and it really works. Dime didn't sacrifice performance just to make it clean, either. And when I say clean, Dime is 100% transparent about every single ingredient, so you can use their products daily with confidence. I have been using Dime Beauty's TBT cream and their Dewy Daily Cream. TBT cream is a retinol alternative that I put on at night before I go to bed, and it's actually been making my skin look glowy and snatched, if I do say so myself. I've noticed that, and I think our listeners have noticed too, because I've been picking up on a bunch of TikTok comments that have been like, you're glowing recently. So hats off to Dime. No one has time to remember the order of a 10-step skincare routine. The work system from Dime Beauty has everything you need in one powerful package. It includes a gentle cleanser, a toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. Plus, my favorite, Dime's TBT cream is finally back in stock. Check that out while you're there. Dime has over 2 million happy customers, and their product reviews are literally all five stars. This year, love your skin again. Go to DimeBeautyCO.com now and unlock your discount. That's DimeBeautyCO.com. Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, Princess Diana. But that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Disintel, is hosted by comedians Sydney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Disintel on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know that hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine? 
That is where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement, unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, our listeners can use code SEXYUNIQUE at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry! Your hair and skin will thank you. Are you ready to win Mother's Day and cement your reputation as the best gift giver in the family? Give the moms in your life an Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos and you will rise to the top of the heap and you will be deified and worshipped for the rest of your days walking this planet. Because as anyone who has siblings know, that's the only goal on Mother's Day is to be the favorite. And if you're an only child, you're still competing with all your other extended family members and it's important to wage a war and come out on top. If you're an only child, you're also at war with yourself. So what you can do is get your mother or the preeminent mother figure in your life an aura frame. You load it up with photos. It's literally the easiest thing to do. And I know that you might be thinking, ew, digital frames are bleak. But I'm telling you, this aura frame is chic. And the best part is it has unlimited storage and an easy-to-use app so you can keep updating your mother or mother figure's frame with new photos. So it's the gift that keeps on giving and uploading. I gave my mom an Aura frame, and she had resisted for so long because she's truly anti-technology, like barely even understands how to FaceTime. And I said, just let me, just let me. And I set it all up for her. I plugged it in. I fired up the app. I preloaded pictures on it, and now she's so into it that she figured out how to preload pictures and even runs it from her app, which is truly saying a lot because she refuses to download apps. She thinks everyone's spying on her, stealing her data, and the fact that I was able to break through, and she literally loves this frame, like loaded it up with pictures of her cat. I was like, we did it, Joe. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off, plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code SUP at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. Kyle begs Dorit. She's like, please stay. Like, let's just watch more of the results. The night isn't over yet. And then she goes, she goes, she mentions that her dad is in town. And let me see my dad. She goes let to me Kyle, let parents. me see my parents. Let me see them. And then Kyle's like, okay. And she goes, I'm done. I'm done here. And she walks off. Power move. Also, I'm watching, we watch the show alone sometimes. Obsessed with alone. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You were the one who told me about it. Yeah. Sorry. Um, <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> on the new season, there's a woman who is from wyoming but is from lives in exeter england and she literally has a british accent but it like goes in and out and she's certifiable what's her name Teresa. is there a new season now yeah there's only two episodes <gasps> oh my god i gotta it's get in alaska into but it. but she she's like a stone age like she enthusiast yeah like she's, she's like living just only wants to live like stone age yeah people. but Love she's that. 
So it's actually you need to be locked up for a little bit. But she was raised in Wyoming, but she has a British, full-on British accent. But it's, Oh my God, I can't wait. But I'm like, I was thinking like, is is that accent going to wear off the hungrier she gets? Or will she fight? Or will it ramp up? <laughs> She's starting. She's starting. There's, Alone is an incredible place for a She's Starting moment. Alone is great, everyone. It is one of the best shows ever created. It really, really makes you that, think. It's so deep. I really hope this season a woman wins. Me too. It's time. It got so close last I season. Know. But they cast this, that guy that won, I knew immediately when I saw him, I was like, this guy's going to win. He had nothing to lose. He literally, I think, was, he lived, he was doing alone for like the past like 20 years. There's one woman on it that I think could win. Yeah. Her name, I forgot her name, but she's, she's powerful. I really thought that the blonde woman last season was going to win. Like she, and what, she just got eliminated because she started to get frostbite. Yeah. Or she was underweight or something. Yeah. Anyway. God. um, Oh my God. I'm so happy. I didn't realize the new season had started. But I got Dorit vibes from this woman's fake (laughs) accent. I want to put all the Beverly Hills women in an alone scenario and see how they fare. Mm-mm. My favorite alone, like, characters are the Wolverines that sometimes, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> steal all their well, food. This is, this they're is surrounded by grizzly bears. Hell yeah. So it, they're terrifying. And they come, like, up to their tent at night. It's really scary. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so Dorit leaves. Kyle's like, ugh. Sutton and Garcelle go Bentley shopping. Yeah. I love Sutton. She had them shut down the Bentley store. Garcelle brings out the best in Sutton, mm-hmm. I think. Like, I think she's, she's chill when she's with Garcelle because Garcelle, like, I think just has that, like, she has such centering of her in herself. And she's like a grounding spirit for Sutton. Mm-hmm. And then also can, like, take the piss out of her, but Sutton doesn't process it in like a offensive way yeah and it's just it's a good it's a good duo it's a dynamic buddy comedy then we head over to crystal's house and she and rob are talking and just getting more of her family life and at one point rob says it he was like you know i did talk to sutton a little and then we cut back and you see sutton she goes oh you know my friend jennifer tilly she worked with you and he was like, yeah, I've worked in her in three movies. So, like, they have the Jennifer Tilly connection, mm-hmm. which I love. I love. Um, then Crystal reveals that every week Rob shows their kids a movie from the 1940s, and she's <laughs> not invited to watch. It's their own bonding time. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I like her parenting style when she's, like, Rob is, like, the coddler, though he hates when I, he hates that word. And, you know, they probably fought about that later. And then she's, like... I'm like the hard ass when her daughter comes over and is like, mommy, daddy. And she goes, remember, we talked about ice cream, whipped cream and sprinkles and how you lose one of those every time. So sprinkles are gone. Yeah. Rob mentions he's like, I thought it was I I heard you were talking about your eating issues and eating disorder. And so they talked about that a little. And Crystal reveals that she is very cognizant of what she says in front of their kids, especially her daughter. And like, she doesn't like them to say the word skinny or like terms like that in front of her daughter. Cause she doesn't want her daughter to have, cause she said the daughter's already come up to her and said like, mommy, your legs are so skinny. So she's really trying to like 
mitigate that. Yeah. I keep saying mitigate. I can't believe that would be place of really mitigate. difficult to Yeah. I don't know how you you have to be so conscious to prevent that. Rob and really not has go like, honey, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, really? Oh my god. You look better than yesterday? Yeah. You'd like like skinnier than normal. Let's or? compare legs. Yeah. Oh, I mean, uh, no, no, no. I mean, no, don't say that. Don't ever say that. No, mommy's legs are normal. I'm like winking. I'm like, never say that. <laughs> never say that again. Um, Rob really does have deer in the headlights. Rob is he's not like, ready for this ready world. For this. No, this ain't the Lion King anymore, buddy. We go to Sutton's store and everything's boarded up and it's really <laughs> just reminds me of that time last year. Can I also just say, going back to the Bentley shopping, I love like the contradictory nature of Sutton being like, this is the first time I've ever been able to like go out and just buy a car for myself without having to ask permission. But then also being like, they talk to my business manager. They know exactly what I can afford. Yeah, It's like, you're still working in the confines of yeah. that kind of mindset, but then you are processing it as freedom. Where is Sutton's store? I've driven by it. It's um Is it like down past like Robertson? I think it's on Beverly. Like kind of around that area. I've I know I've driven by it a bunch of times and I, I've made like a mental note that I need to go in there, but I'm only gonna go in there if like when masks are over and like I know truly over. I've gone into Starbucks now twice sans mask and I'm the only person in there without a mask. But I do it. Whatever. I'm doing it. I've we've earned it. Well, it was weird to walk by Kyle by Lean to and Villa Blanca, both gone, empty, and with lease signs on. They them. needed to go. Sutton store says established 1971, and I wrote, <laughs> but also Sutton was the same age in 1971. Yeah, I was like, when? Where was it in 1971? I think it was her birth. She, she was not born in 71. I think she was 50. That's 50? Yeah. I mean, it's 2001, 2021. Whoa. Yeah. I literally was, <laughs> this is me and math. I was like, she's not 30. Because 1991 was 30 years ago. So I literally 1971 is 50. think that we're still in the year 2000. I know. I like I'm mentally in a place of the early 2000s at all. I'm, I know. Time stopped after September 11th, I'll be honest. Count one. <laughs> She's starting. She's starting. Um, they walk in and they see all the boarded up. That's Connor and Isabella. <laughs> <laughs> They're just droning us. Um, they walk in and Kyle goes, isn't that sad to see all the boarded up windows? And Kathy goes, yes. <laughs> I just wrote, I can't in Sutton's store. And they do a bit about mom jeans. Yeah. I hate mom jeans. Kyle reveals that sometimes she ha has her daughters change their outfits when Aunt Kathy's coming over. Because she ha will have a comment. Kathy goes, I really don't think you need that piece of furniture there. Yeah. I love Kathy weighing in. And she, Sutton reveals that the kitchen is like in sight or something, in view. And you just see Kathy's repulsed face. She goes, and what is that? <laughs> the kitchen? And Kathy goes, oh. Kathy and is not having it. Kathy also doesn't allow Kyle to swear. <laughs> no swearing for Doogie. <laughs> I love <laughs> her. Kyle's forever going to be... Kathy's rules. In Kathy's rules. 
I love it. Um, and what is that? And what is that over there? I really don't think you need that piece of furniture right over there. No. Kathy, Kyle goes, girls, change your clothes and Kathy's coming. <laughs> okay, wait. Do I have a huge crush on Harry Hamlin? Oh, I was just going to say the same fucking thing. I want him to like plow me in that pumpkin patch yeah, with his puka shell on. I want him he to is, squirt me with that hose. <laughs> he is so hot. And him gardening, I was like completely dream yeah. man he is and his he, voice he and his stuff he has his necklace oh. and like some facial hair and he's just like casual and just a man like, that gardens like and i'm not mm. talking about like you have some plants and no. water them i'm talking about you have a garden, garden. and grow things like he, had a, he grew up a, a gourd yeah he's growing potatoes Lisa goes, yeah, when, the, when COVID started, Harry said we got to grow a garden because the apocalypse might be around, just around the corner. So he created like a doomsday prep garden and it's so hot and he's just out there in his sh board shorts, puka shells and like dorky. I'm obsessed with a man shoes. who takes initiative to that level who like is like, I'm going to build a garden and then like goes and builds it. It's not mm -hmm. like, like that is, I just love that. I like that quaid qua trait or quality. Quaid. <laughs> She's Evie Quaid. I love that quality in anyone. Quaid. A quaid. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's just kind of a, like a dreamboat. And he's like prepared. Like he went and got a yeah. reservoir of water and then got a fire hose. And, like, he's protecting the, his household. I think there's just something. There's something really. There's something just, like, evolutionary. Like, I mean, evolution seen... has made us to the point where I'm, like, I want to fuck a person like that. Because yeah, that's just, I like, fuck how you survive. outside yeah. in that, like, in the soil. Like, that's how, like, <laughs> we're born to survive by Through mating him. with people like Harry Hamlin. I mean, you've seen Clash of the Titans, right? His no, it was like his first. He's he is like has always just been one of the, like the hottest men I've ever seen. I've only seen him in Mad Men, and I was like, oh, we'll he's go not back. That hot in Mad Men. Go back and when I mean when he was young, he was like it was the one jaw dropping. But I want a man and, to like, and and I want a man who to be like I want an above ground pool. I think that was just a reservoir. I don't oh. think that was. I think it, that was his reservoir of emergency fire water. I thought it was an above ground pool. <laughs> I know I want a brave enough man. I was about to be like, Simon, him. let's get an above ground pool and put it in our, our, our porch. No, that was his fire reservoir. Like, I want someone that's going to be like, I will protect. Yeah. And like, now it's time to do the fire drill and like force me to fire drill and then like mm -hmm. operate. Like, I want us to like firefight. I'm ready for those who wish me dead <laughs> scenario in our own backyard. Simon did, I have to say, Simon did do a lot of that, like, prepping during mm -hmm. COVID. A That's lot of hot. canned goods. He made sanitizer. Yeah. I was like, I was like, because I'm not. No. I don't know how to do anything. So I was just watching You're him like, do ah! stuff. And I was like, ah! he's doing that. He's so good. Yeah. I love that kind of vibe. Manly. Shout out to everyone whose partners are, like, prep partners. Yeah. When they can't be. Mm-hmm. A.K.A me i think everyone <laughs> needs like everyone needs a, a harry hamlin type yeah um yeah so him and lisa just they really 
have the hots for each other. You think so? I'm so like maybe not confused about their marriage. I mean, Lisa says she blows him really well. I believe that. But maybe he do you think he's a philanderer? I feel like they probably have some sort of understanding and arrangement with each yeah. other. Like, because I'm just saying that because he says he's been divorced twice. Yeah. And she's the third wife. She's the third wife. So I think it's like, he, I'm she's sure everyone a wants to have sex with him. Yeah. She's realistic. Yeah. Romantic, but realistic. And then I think to be that, because they've been married a long time, right? Yeah, like 30 years. Yeah. I think you have to kind of have understandings. Yeah. But it seems like it works for both of them really well. Yeah, they're really centered, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, Sutton throws a $35,000 Paris French. party, which I'm like, the sign. Yeah. Women that throw Paris parties in America. Oh, yeah. Young Harry Hamlin. It's a jackpot scenario. Hmm. All third wife. <laughs> Sister wives. Mm-hmm. Harry? Harry Hamlin. Harry! She says Harry for like eight times, and he goes, yeah. <laughs> I love. Yeah, Sutton's throwing this like truly... It's the most psychotic thing a, yeah. a woman in America can do is throw a Paris party. You're, it's never going to be Paris. It reminds me of the bridal shower and bridesmaids. Yeah, what are you going to go to Paris and ride, ride bicycles with fucking baguettes? <laughs> like, it's unhinged. Just yeah. throw, like, a beautiful luncheon. Yeah, it was And Paris serve theme. Parisian food. You She's don't... like, I can't go to Paris Fashion Week. I can't go to Europe, so I'm going to bring it here. Should I go to Paris at least four times a year? She looks like she's at a funeral. Walking in the rain and the smell of patisserie. Patisserie? <laughs> patisserie. She, the way she says it, I was like, whoa. I wrote, okay. Mm-hmm. She also looks like she's at a funeral. Mm-hmm. She's abusing her staff. I like her screaming at that guy, that guy about the champagne. Yeah. By the door. Go by the door. And he's like, oh, he goes, okay, okay. Um, it's also at Kyle's old house where, Ky- where she's living, which I totally blanked mm-hmm. that that's the house she's talking about. Yeah. What a world. Kyle shows up looking like Laura Flynn Boyle in Twin Peaks. I actually really like her no, outfit. No, I was so into it. She looks great from head to toe. Like, I was like, okay, this is an avant-garde look, but you're pulling it off. And I'm all for it. She goes to Crystal's house to pick Crystal up. And I love that Crystal just like her slight nod to the theme which is actually the biggest power move of all is that she has an hermes mini kelly that's like a replica of like an hermes storefront which you know that that costs mm, probably twenty thousand dollars i mean it's i want that bag yeah like kyle is like truly she says i can't i like just can't even i'm not listening to anything you're saying because i'm looking at this El fresco. Mm-hmm. It's a it's an oh, it's a work of art. It's a moment. Yeah. It's not a bag. It's just a it's a vibe. It is a power move. It's a total power and leaving it out on the table just like casually mm-hmm. and not dressing up in any sort of theme except for the bag. I love when Kyle goes. It might just need its own Uber. Crystal's kind of iconic. Yeah, I love her house. I just like, I'm really I'm really like falling in admiration for her mm-hmm. as like powerful housewife yeah she has the chops she does don't fuck it up she's the future i'm like don't fuck it up don't fuck it up don't 
don't. fuck it up. Um, so they head over together. Kyle keeps calling Sutton's house her house, which I love. <laughs> and everyone arrives and fucking Rinna and Kyle have the same dress. Kyle sees her and slams the door on her. <laughs> you just hear Lisa outside the porch going, Oh my God, we did it again! Do you think she does this on purpose? Or do you think, like, no, how I think is they this just have, happening? I think they just have the same style as. It's just all, it's, it's too small of a world. <laughs> but Lisa's out there for like a good few minutes. Mm-hmm. I like Kyle's outfit better than Lisa's. Yeah, the hat really. The hat and the Chanel earrings, like, and the red. Amina Muadi shoes are really, it all really, the look came together in a beautiful way. Kyle repeat, when Lisa walks in, Kyle repeats her iconic line from season one and she goes, you stole my goddamn house to Sutton. <laughs> I didn't even catch that. Kathy rolls in and I think she actually looked the chicest. Kathy goes, you all look very Parisian, but I have to tell you that in the daytime in Paris, this is the way I dress. A blazer, jeans, and flats. Power. And he just wears what she would normally wear. Garcelle looked amazing. They all, it's like, I think it's the day Biden. The, I think it was won. like finally announced. So like the, that the Saturday. Mood was a little bit happier. Yeah. And then I was like, thank God, now we can be out of the weeds of this like election reminiscing. I love that mask Garcelle had. It was like this like gold. Oh, it looked really cool. Mm-hmm. Missed out on that. Um, they're all waiting for Erica. They're waiting for Erica to arrive and they're kind of discussing the divorce and like how surprised they were yeah. by it. And they flash back to Erica in Tahoe being like, the man's a workhorse, like blah, blah, blah. And then I love, this is my favorite moment of the whole episode is Garcelle being like, I don't understand. Like, why do it now? Like, shouldn't she wait? And then everyone is totally silent. Cause he's like, and then Dorit goes, I know what you're saying. Like, just like fully in, agree- in agreement. And then everyone's like, what? And then they all realize. And I was like, I just love the line of thinking of kind of like wealthy divorce, like May, December romance. Like, like wait it's, till so, it's so morbid, but it actually is like very, yeah. like a, a very good point. Like, why don't you just wait? Garcelle? Just the way she is able to just, she can just kind of say anything and have it sound really casual. But like, that was such a like a brutally honest, like withering comment. Mm-hmm. And I love Dorit going, I agree. I know what you're saying. And everyone else just being like. I mean, he's old as fuck. Yeah. He's 80, 83. Like he's going to, he's not going to be alive for much longer. Yeah. And I think that. I mean, obviously we know why she did it. But yeah. this is like. But that's a, have great, that's a great point. Yeah. What's he going to do? Marry again? I know. And that's what you do in that situation. I feel like if you're not, if your husband's not a fucking criminal. Criminal psychopath. Yeah. That's you marry and then you live out the rest of his old little life. And then <laughs> you get to have the manse in Pasadena. And like date a young. Yeah. You fuck Army Hammer or something. <laughs> um, and they're all kind of speculating. And then Erica arrives. And she's. Looks great. Looks and, great. And then she walks in and she goes mm. and tilts her head. She has like an entrance where she then like shuts the door. I know what she's going to do. She's going to be like, well, girls, you know, 
great way to start the weekend or so you know she's gonna have some like like a quit like she, this is like her like cabaret show yeah. or something she's gonna be like oh this is just what happens I like that impression because mm-hmm. the man's a workhorse he'll he's work at, to the day he dies because he's at the firm darling the firm the firm he's, he's calling plane crash victims and lying to them about where their money he's is. he's leaving voicemails on like women who had like incorrectly inserted like mesh slings into their like bowels fucking bowels and like urethra who like have had botched surgery after botched surgery just praying that they get some sort of restitution and have lived like in stress hell for years lying to them about where their money is and and saying please don't be mad at me i'm a good guy yeah he's rolling calls to everyone he's personally victimized and he's taking that money and transferring it into your bank account wow it's crazy though because had had his deposition happened already by the time this was filmed i don't know i think it was i don't know actually maybe not interesting erica's legal team just dropped her though i know because they said they just like can't trust her. But like, I'm also like, what lawyer who's defended a criminal hasn't known that they were a criminal? Yeah. And then I guess Kate Casey, shout out to Kate Casey, fellow podcaster, had one of the lawyers that's suing Tom and Erica on her podcast. Oh, wow. And so, and he was saying, like, we really think that. Erica knew about the whole thing and was yeah. like mo- even more of a mastermind of it than Tom was. They were like the perfect storm meeting each other. Well, it's kind of like, you know, with Ruth Madoff. Yeah. She kind of, I mean, she got away with avoiding legal like ramifications of like, she was just sort of, I am, you know, I was as caught off guard as anyone else, but she was his bookkeeper mm-hmm. and clearly knew what was happening. But now she's paying by living in a shitty townhouse in Connecticut. Yeah. With vertical blinds. I mean, I do love the, like, a sad part of feminism is that, like, the wife, the wife is not going to be able to be like, I'm just a little wife anymore. Because, mm-hmm. and, totally. I, and I just really, I love the trope of, like, I'm just the wife or, like, protected by just being the wife. Who, me? And Erica's always, it's interesting that she's. It's such like a. Well, she's all about like being a girl boss and being powerful and my alter ego. And then it's like, she's going to feign. Who, me? Like, Yeah. You can't have it both ways. You either need to be like just the sad, innocent, hot wife or a, an accomplice. Either way, I don't think she'll face any real consequences. I'm kind of maybe starting to think that she will, but Tom won't, which also doesn't feel right to no, me. No, of course. I mean, that's like also if anyone like does, it'll be mis- her. And I'm like, well, that isn't. That's I mean, bullshit. she does. They both deserve to have consequences, but she doesn't deserve to take more. No, of the ball absolutely him. not. He was doing this well before he met her. Like he forty deserves, years. He deserves to go down. You know, but she, he's also like so old. Is she gonna go to jail? TBD. I think she will probably get like a lot of her whatever money or possessions she still has. She has $20 million from. But we also don't even know like they probably have offshore banking accounts and like money hidden in like Switzerland or some shit. 
Either way, I don't. I don't think she'll be on next year. But won't she need the money? Won't she need to like make a salary? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, no, obviously she should. But do you think Bravo will have her on after this? Um, like after. I don't know if like. I don't know. That's a good question. Because like, I think like the Bravo of yesteryear would like just be licking their chops for this kind of drama. But Bravo current but, day and age, I don't know if they would. But even even so, like the magnitude of what they've done and the just on like the principle of like, if you want someone that's profited off like dead people from a plane accident. To be representing your network. Yeah. It's like that's. It's pretty, like, I can't stop thinking about when I was, even in the quick shots of her that we saw, like, I kept thinking about the guy whose mom died on that plane crash. Mm -hmm. And, like. I just think about that burn victim and his whole family. And, like, his girlfriend. Yeah. But I also think that Bravo love, like, loves, like, a trash person. They do. No, of course they do. But if you're going to, but if you're going to, like. I don't know. They let go of the Vanderpump people, which they, sh- you know, I think was like fair and like they were endangering people. But Erica also has. Well, now they've set a precedent that they're going to take moral positions as a network on the stars of the network, where before I think they didn't ever do that. Yeah. It was like. So if they don't do that. It was like. Incur- not encouraged, but it wasn't like a punishable offense no, you by. Got a pass. If you got a pass and then they filmed it and then everyone kind of benefited off of it. Yeah. But now that kind of the cultural climate has changed, they are forced into a position where they have to like. You gotta do it for them. You gotta do it for her. I know, but it, and I think that that's wrong. I mean, I think that that personally sucks because I want to see people get held accountable on TV. Sorry, something came up. No, it's okay. Like, I want to see, like, I think that that's, like, the most entertaining thing that you could possibly see. Well, I want to, my, my fear is that she's not going to come to the reunion. She'll pull, she'll pull a Vanderpump. I hate when people do that. And, and I'm afraid Andy, I, I have faith that Andy would go in on her. But I hope that she has to answer for herself a little. She might not even be legally allowed to, like, oh. go on the reunion or on the show of a trial if a trial or anything is pending, like... Uh, then I don't even want to watch the reunion. I know. It's so annoying. And if Kathy's not on the entire reunion, I'm going to be pissed. Yeah, you, she needs to just be there. I have a fear that they're going to just bring her on for, like, a segment. No, they need to, like, bump her up to full time. Get rid of Rena, put her in. Keep Harry Hamlin. Yeah. <laughs> have Harry <laughs> Hamlin. Bump Harry yeah. into the mix. Give him a diamond. Whoa. Yeah. I mean, it's hard because, like, I guess people, it's entertaining to see people, like, taken to task on camera or, like, be forced into, like, uncomfortable situations on camera. But I guess they do benefit from that financially. And um, I don't know. But, like, isn't that what all this is about anyways? This was never, like... A wonderful, like a no. gorgeous network of like beautiful people trying to like shine a light on other like amazing 
pure no, beautiful people like the whole it was supposed the conceit was desperate housewives reality mm-hmm. i mean orange county the original was just like these gremlin <laughs> just like gremlin people yeah. with money or i think they i think they just i think in the beginning maybe the original like experiment of it was supposed to be like the real lives of these women who are aspirational in quotes and yeah. then they didn't i don't think they even realized what they were getting especially mm-hmm. with like fucking vicky yeah and they're and, like ca- they're petty dramas with each other yeah. that like o- that are like rich people problems or whatever yeah but then it's like this juggernaut uh-huh. that attracts a whole like that attracts kelly benson yeah attracts people like kelly <laughs> people like bethany people like tree uh-huh. uh- <laughs> What's this basket? This is so weird and creepy. (laughs) We're doing an impression of Kelly on Scary Island. Crying in her bed while Bethany's gift basket looms. I haven't even watched New York since the first episode. Me neither. I just am like, I can't. I'm not interested. I'm not interested. I can't do it. Like, I don't want to watch them. I just, I have no desire to watch these, these people. Me neither. I liked Ebony and I liked. Mia. I liked everyone just fine, but I was like, you're not giving me anything truly entertaining. <sighs> no. You're not giving me the theater that I signed up for. Where's the, life is supposed to be a cabaret. Where yeah. is it? Take me to that cabaret. I think maybe there will be like a weird transition period as Bravo like tries to reconcile its own. Staleness. I guess, yeah. Or like, how do when you take a position of like being like the moral arbiter of these casts, then you're it's shaky ground for reality TV, especially when the the premise of it always was out of touch rich women. Yeah, who are gonna obviously like you never went and. The cast of Vanderpump Rules wasn't cast because they were, like, amazing people. It was, like, these people are the dregs of West Hollywood, like, the ones who got left behind in the shuffle, and they are binge drinkers, and they're horrible to each other. And, like, now we're going to see how they, like, maneuver in this, like, in their environment. Yeah. And it doesn't excuse their behavior or their actions, like, but it's also, like, it's not that shocking that they that Stassi Schroeder did a bunch of racist shit. Like, did you ever tune into the show? And so to, when you take that away or try and like make sure that that doesn't happen, I don't know. It's just like, it's hard. I think constant, I think things like what she did and what Kristen did were, like when it's potentially endangering someone i think that should be it was right for them to to kick them off i think Mm -hmm. because they were like i hear what you're saying but i also think like specifically i'm talking about like what they did to faith like that could have that could have gotten her hurt or killed Mm -hmm. you know so like i think stuff like that where it's like someone's could cause like grievous bodily harm to someone in in like a racist action like that like what they did and what Jax did i think that is but then but then 
while that is true, so much of Bravo shows have had elements of like, oh my God, I can't believe they just said that or like cringe statements about race and like, and even just beyond that, like just like people hitting each other and like jacks and like, you know what I mean? Like people being violent with each other, like that stuff should also hold. So it's like Bravo kind of masquerading now as this like moral when it's like, this has been going on since the inception of all these shows. It you- really only became a problem as of last year when, like... But I'm, I think it was, that was a great start to, like, clearing out the, like, bullshit on... Like, that, that kind of behavior is just, like, unacceptable and, like, dangerous. And I think mm. Stasi was getting away with it for so long. And, like, she should be held accountable. Yeah. And, like, Kristen didn't do herself any favor and should... You know what I mean? So it's, mm-hmm. like... And it's not surprising, too, that Stasi still has, like, a, you know, a very fervent legion of fans yeah. who are okay with that. But they were always going to be okay with that. Mm-hmm. You know? So, like... And it's no... None of us are surprised that Stasi is a fucking like has ca- done like casual racist, very racist shit over and over and over. But it's like, where was Bravo before that when when she was displaying this behavior? I mean, that was sort of like they don't care unless it affects their bottom line. I truly believe, but their actions, it's like a catch twenty two because it's like they alter to preserve the bottom line, but then the alterations they make turn away view I mean I don't know what the ratings of New York are this season but like I I think a lot of people are just like not interested well I don't want to watch it just mostly because I don't want to watch Ramona and like I don't want to watch they're just like they just drink too much and like but it just doesn't have like the magic like there's not like it used to be like magical hilarious like to watch them like every scene that they were all in together I think they need to get rid of some of these mainstays yeah i think they just need maybe it's like they they need just a full overhaul i think they do i think i think like it i love watching like and it pains me to say that with some of them because i've like basically like grown up with some of these women like Mm -hmm. luann and ramona and really for like 10 years yeah so it's like i don't but like ramona should not be on ramona needs to like she is to me like the drags. Yeah. And like Sonia like needs to needs Move to get on. help. <laughs> and I think it's interesting. My mom was talking to me, telling me that Ebony and Sonia are really actually have this like sweet relationship. Mm-hmm. And I think Sonia actually, I think who was it? Someone said that was it ebony or someone said that like they felt like i think sonia actually is deeper and smarter than she comes yeah, off i think it's show. an act and it's sad mm-hmm. but i think some of them just need they just need to like cut the cord with some of these people and just restart they're holding on to this and like i get i get it but... yeah like it's like when you if you're a bold it's in need of like a bold decision and like right now it's kind of we're in like this period of Bravo soft shoeing and like trying to make smaller changes or whatever. And like, I'm ready for boldness, yeah. especially in New York. Like boldness I'm ready. is like always, I think it's better to just like fucking launch something yeah, and just like swing for the fences I'm and all then about maybe it. you miss or maybe you make it. But like, I want to see more like this soft, like 
Yeah, I'm ready for New- shoeing, I guess, is where I stand. Totally. And I'm I'm ready, especially for like a city like New York. Like I'm ready for like full overhaul, new people, people from all walks of life from the city. Yeah. From downtown, from you know what I mean? Like downtown people, like uptown, you know what I mean? Like I don't think it should and New be New York has the total I mean they, I want more queer women, women of color. Like we need to just like I think New York needs a full makeover. Mm-hmm. And I think bringing like Leah and Ebony on was like a cool move because they're, they represent like kind of the new guard. Yeah. I think you could keep them and totally. then recast everyone else. Yeah. Maybe keep, you maybe, maybe keep, keep one of the, as old. like a friend of. Yeah. But like, I don't know. I agree. And I think that Vanderpump has a lot of potential. Like, I enjoy, I enjoy being like, these people are fucking fired and then like it opens up the option to like get new messy people in there which i think is great because that show did need a mix-up so hopefully they do that but you do you're saying like you miss you want to see like stassi get i like to see her feet held to the flame a little like i would i think it would be really interesting like in my like dream scenario, I would be like, Faith is back on the show. And now we're going to like see how this fucking plays out. And it's actually gonna be like a thing. And I know that, that it's not It's not Faith's it's not her job to like put yeah. her in that position, but also it's also it's also like a paycheck and like a job. Well they should have just she should have just been included in the cast from the start. I know she, she did. She brought like she did the most work she did anyone's of, ever done. She did some of the most important work on that show. Yeah, and I'm ready for Vanderpump Rules to have like Billy Lee. Like, ju- where's justice for Billy Lee? I know there you was no justice for, for that. <laughs> I'm vegan, bring, boo. Well, it's just interesting. It's I'm always like because even show, when Billy tried to say like to Stassi like. Check yourself. Yeah. I mean, it still people like got in there. So it would be. And then Lala like headbutted her. Yeah. Like it would be really. <laughs> I'm ready for actual. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, you. it's okay. No, what were you going to say? I think it's more of a. I guess like I view reality TV as such a reflection of like the culture and the world that we live in. Even like it's a mirror almost into like reality in the state of the culture so trying to then trying to bend it to the culture's expectations is not the purpose it serves like so i think it's like you let things play out and it like shows you more about yourself and the world at large i just like with vanderpump specifically like i want to see more of like what weho actually is mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll maybe put a one gay person I don't see why they didn't do or why they don't just do like Bravo should break away from like Lisa Vanderpump, but you could go into any gay bar and cast all the people like actually cast like do a cast of like go-go dancers who like work in Boys Town in West Hollywood. Yeah. And like see the drama that like comes up between them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it, it. It needs, it needs to just like shit or get off the pot and really commit to something and not like they're very tepid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the know. only thing that was really like in your face, I guess, was like 
New York kind of always. You could expect it to just be like, yeah, but I, raw I, in your face, like blah blah but, blah. But, but in terms of like bringing, like with Dallas, I stopped watching it because it was just I can't stand those women. Mm-hmm. And the only and Tiffany, the new the new housewife, Tiffany Moon, like she, I don't think it's coming back because they like they put her in with these women who like have been who are just like the worst. Yeah, and yeah. have not have not had to be accountable for anything. Any of their crazy, often like horrifying statements. And then her whole run this season was having to be I mean, we talked about this, yeah. but like Brandy projecting her own like guilt over her racism to her and like she and it like alienated. It's like and it's not her job. It's not like these women can't just bring in like someone who a non like a woman of color onto a show to just like to then be the person that that's gives not everyone like it's not fair excuses everyone's behavior or yeah, something. It's, not fair. it's just like it's it's very strange. Yeah, I guess that is actually like an that is the reflection of the culture right now. What do you mean? Like that is what a lot of people do, and like a lot of like white women or just people in general, like trying to play to minorities or like people of color like putting them in that position of like if I appeal to this person that excuses me for my past actions or like hope and that is fucked up but I feel like that's probably like what happens in a lot of like social situations or yeah I mean I yeah I don't know well I wonder I mean again I will say it Jocelyn's cabaret <laughs> Atlanta keeps things fresh and gives me the entertainment that I seek. It's chaos. I'm ready for it. And it's avant-garde and over the top, but I'm really here for it all the time. I'm but ready. I need like more things like that. Yeah, just breaking away from this staleness that's, you know. And maybe it is like afflicted also, a lot of these shows on Bravo. Maybe we're getting over housewives. Housewives are peering into the lives of like wealth in that way. Yeah, especially as we see like just it, the disparities in our own country right now are just out of control, and I think people are turning and I mean not to get like too, but I think people are like moving away from like the like you just said like the aspiration and now we're all like <laughs> eat the rich we're like eat the rich we're aware that you basically have to like take money from a burn victim in order to like yeah. be super wealthy and like it's losing its appeal that might be the bottom line like i never wanted to see the vanderpump rules crew live in mansions and like drive nice cars well that's why I, and I, that's why i like like below deck because it's like i've been in service industry like it's fun it's it's refreshing to see people who are like working actual jobs mm-hmm. and not like, you know, going to a party at their other house that they rent to their friend in Bel Air. Yeah. While like half of our city is like in disarray because the city failed, like, and the people are unemployed and you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it's like, what the fuck? Maybe anyway. we're moving away from like wealth porn and reality and like obsession and more into like niche. niche like careers or jobs 
like cabaret dancer (laughs) i'm into it yeah like i'm i feel that's like more real and gonna be like more interesting to see people navigate step it up bravo step it up the ball's in your court and don't do something like adult summer camp again that was wrong of you i don't remember that there was a, a show on like last year i think that was like adult summer camp no Carrie, it was one of the darkest things I've ever seen. I'm going to go home and watch it. I dare you to try and watch two <laughs> episodes. I got really stoned and put it on. I was like, I guess I'll fuck with this. And it truly made me so deeply sad. Like I f- men in blacked it from my memory and like forgot until I think it was Danny Pellegrino who like brought it up when he was a guest on the pod. And it was just like, I, I could not I was like, these are the saddest losers I've Mm. ever seen represented on TV ever. Like, it's actually like so, it made me really, really sad and depressed. And not in like a fun Vanderpump way. In like a truly like. I have to investigate. There are people out here that like do this and love it kind of way. And I just like don't see how this can be. Person. These people like, that can do that. And then they also like get laid someone told me they went to adult summer camp (laughs) i'd be like get the fuck away from me i'd rather interface with someone that had raging covid than an adult summer camp yeah i'd rather fuck someone who like does larps quidditch like does like quidditch (laughs) games where they like run around in a field with a broom than like adult summer camp it's horrible adult summer camp where the people just like binge drink and like play like outdoor capture the flag it's like that we work camp thing yeah it's we work camp sick i can't do it and like guys that like it's like chugging beer oh oh my god i'm just and they have like dances i was just like stop stop no straight people hetero hetero hell hetero hell on earth sick and i can't believe that bravo thought that that was an appropriate thing to bring into anyone's lives excuse me like, this is not... Who is your... Know your audience. Honestly. We are not for that. No. Give me glamour. <laughs> Give me something. Anyway, guys. I hope you all are well and you stay cool if you're experiencing a heat wave like we are right now. Mm-hmm. Um, check out Laura's incredible social media presence <laughs> at Laura's Marie. <laughs> And follow me on Poshmark. Follow Laura on Poshmark. At follow Lars me. Mooney. Follow me at eCario. And uh, take care of yourselves. Bye. Bye.